0: Welcome back to another episode of The Tool Shed. I am Ethan Morrison rocking with you after Robert Morris finally found that elusive win that they've been looking for for over a month since the start of the year. They finally did it um, on Wednesday night as they defeated Lancaster Bible College. By a score of ninety nine to fifty one now, looking at this game, it was a game that all of us knew that Robert Morris had a pretty good shot at winning, considering the fact that Lancaster Bible is a division three school. but you know there, there were things that needed to be worked on tonight. We kind of saw we kind of saw that tonight from Robert Morris working on some smaller things, obviously getting Camp Ferris back. Uh, fully healthy um, after missing uh, the latter half of that Milwaukee game. It was great to see. He had a great night. And, and just some other guys like Enoch Cheeks being able to contribute at a high level tonight as well. Michael Green getting back in the lineup. Trying to have more of a solidified rotation. Excuse me. They're not back to 100% just yet in terms of, you know, that full healthy team. But... They're on that road. Both Brandon Stone and Jerron Williams were not back in action tonight. Uh, there were some talks that they would be good to go, but they were both in street clothes during warm-ups. They did not see the floor in this one. Just looking at the overall statistics uh, from tonight's game, Robert Morris, they improved to 1-7 on the year um, with the win tonight. Um, overall, though, shooting Very well in this game, in the first half they shot the ball at a 67% clip from the field and 60% from beyond the arc. In the second half, they were just about the same, shooting the ball 64% from the field and 60% from beyond the arc. Overall in the game, they shot 66%, 60% from beyond the arc, and 72% on free throws. And and as for Lancaster Bible, Robert Morris held them in check throughout the entire night, uh, holding Lancaster Bible to shoot just 9-for-31 from the field in the first half and 6-for-21 in the second half from three-point land. Second half, it was much of the same. Lancaster Bible shot 9-for-34, 4-for-17 from downtown. Uh, they were able to shoot in the game: twenty-seven percent from the field, twenty-six percent from beyond the arc, and eighty-three percent, five for six, from the charity stripe. Uh, just some overall leaders from this game. Camp Ferris, like I said, put up twenty-seven in the game, shooting seven for t- seven for ten from downtown. He had an amazing game tonight: ten for thirteen from the field. Uh, Justin Winston also put up fourteen in the winning effort shooting seven for 12 from the field wasn't able to knock down a three-point jumper in this one uh going over three there khalil spear had a nice game down low in the paint seven for eight with 10 rebounds he got the double double along with rasheem don he put up 10 and uh, had uh, and went three for eight from the field tonight so overall a very 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 solid game from the offense Everything that, that we looked at there was expected. We expected Robert Morris to come out and pretty, w- pretty much win this game easily. And they, they, they were able to put up gaudy numbers in the first half. But even when they came out, they came out of the second half firing. Firing. Uh, Camp Ferris and Enoch Cheeks, they hit two, two three-pointers th- uh, three apiece. To open up the half they went on, I believe it was a fifteen to three run to kick off that second half, and it, it, there was just no it wasn't it wasn't a fifteen to three run, but it was it was just an onslaught at that point, kind of slowed the pace down after that under sixteen media timeout, but still just was able to coast to the win and get that first win under their belt. It was needed, especially you know heading in. To your final few non-conference games, Not, don't really know where you're going to pick up that next win. you got a tough road ahead of them uh, with Florida Gulf Coast on Saturday, which I'll get into in a bit. But looking at where they're at now, obviously it was against Lancaster Bible. Obviously we know we were going to get big performances from guys like Camp Ferris and Khalil Spear. But it was very, very, very good to see you know the guys that you weren't accustomed to seeing as much in the in the rotation, uh like Michael Green getting back out there, Matt Mayers got some extended minutes, and that was nice to see him you know kind of get some get some minutes under his belt, get some scoring done in the win tonight, but overall, a very good performance for Robert Morris came out in the zone once again um. But overall, just a very, very, very solid game for them. And it's not going to tell the full story. It's not that Robert Morris, I'm not, I'm not going to say that Robert Morris is back on track and they're going to go on some mega run heading into conference play in January. But I will say that they played good basketball. Andy Toole said in the postgame, they simplified things. They did. They did just that. They did. They were able to simplify things. They were able to move the ball well. They were able to do the little things well. Obviously, there's still some problems with turnovers. But for the most part, they were able to move the ball well. They were able to find the open man. They weren't trying to overcomplicate things and, you know, have a tough go of things against Lancaster Bible tonight. And overall, for Robert Morris, just an overall, you know, building block to... The next game, which is against Florida Gulf Coast on Saturday, and we're going to preview that right now. The Eagles of Florida Gulf Coast are having themselves a season so far. They've been playing very, very well um, in non-conference play, posting an eight and three overall record, seven and one at home, one and two on the road. They hosted their own MTE. At the end of November, with fellow our uh, fellow conference member Purdue Fort Wayne, and they've just been dominant against a lot of their opponents, uh, losing games to just losing games to Loyola Chicago, who's one of the top mid-major programs in the country. After um in, in actually Loyola Chicago is going to be moving into the A10 next season, so they're moving up in the world uh, after. A couple big tournament runs over the past couple of years for them. And then also USC, part of the Pac-12, they lost that game at home on November 16th. So after losing two straight games, uh, leading early on in the season, excuse me, I can't even talk right now. Losing those first two games early on in the season, they were able to pick up a lot. They were able to string together a lot of good wins Uh, Beating Rhode Island at home, 67 to 66. Then beating Western Michigan, part of the Hilton Hilton Garden in FGCU Invitational, Southeast Louisiana, and then Purdue Fort Wayne. There, we're able to. uh, Then they fell to FIU on December 1st before knocking off Dartmouth and Florida A&M. So a very tough opponent Robert Morse has coming in to this one, only losing. Uh, Some tight games there uh, for Florida Gulf Coast. But overall, Tavian Dunn-Martin has led the way for the Eagles this year, averaging 18.3 points per game, 3 rebounds a game, and 4.3 assists per game. He's shooting 42% from the field, playing very, very well, is Tavian Dunn-Martin. The transfer from Duquesne is having himself a career year. Um, at Duquesne, I mean, he he's, he's played he played uh, very well um, last year, averaging 10.2 rebounds per game. Overall, for the senior, has been very 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 effective, and he's going to be or the Colonials are going to be tasked to you know trying to neutralize that strong guard play of Don Martin. Also. Other guys that you got to look out for is obviously Kevin Samuel, the 6'11 center from Barbuda. And he is averaging 9.7 points per game, just under 10 points, 8.3 rebounds per game. He leads the team in rebounds this season. Also shooting 70% from the field. So a, a large team is Florida Gulf Coast. And... That's something the Colonials have struggled with this year and you're gonna want to hope that that zone defense that they've been running that's for the most part hasn't been perfect, but it's been a lot better than the defense that they they were running out earlier in the year so it's it's gonna be tough for Robert Morris but it's gonna be all about you know being able to neutralize Don Martin and being able to match up well against the size of Florida Gulf Coast. Hopefully, you can get Brandon Stone back out there to get him some minutes. Even though he's not the biggest guy in terms of size out there on the floor, he's still going to give you that good height and hopefully be able to help down low, which is something the Colonialists have struggled with this season. Also, ball control. Robert Morris against Lancaster Bible tonight had uh, 14 turnovers in the game, or 17 turnovers, excuse me, in the game. Not something that you want to be doing against a talented team in Florida Gulf Coast. So, just being able to keep control of the ball is something that's going to be crucial in order for Robert Morris to find success. Obviously, you've got guys like Camp Ferris and Khalil Spear who are going to have to be on their A game Saturday night. But, just overall speaking, you're, overall, you're going to be looking at, you know, how Robert Morris is going to be able to match up with a tough offensive uh, style, how, how, how Robert was it going to match up against the tough offensive style of Florida Gulf Coast, that will be seen on Saturday evening. Well, that will do it for this episode of The Tool Shed. Once again, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time.